Football America is live and underway here on ESPN Plus and ESPN Caribbean alongside longtime U.S. international Hercules Gomez. I'm Sebastian Salazar. Her great to be with you again for another one of our holiday specials. What are you wearing over there? Very holiday-y. Oh, this little thing? This is from our good friends, uh, Ballard FC. Mm -hmm. uh, they're out in Oregon, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Seattle. Why did I say Oregon? Washington. Seattle, Washington. League two. A nice little festive uh, third kit or alternative kit, if you will, that they sent my way. What, what about you? What is that? A Christmas tree you got on? Whoa. I mean, speaking of the holiday season, the oversized sweater inspired by Jorge Campos. How about that? And George on me, Field this is very fashion. oversized. I dig Very it. oversized. All right, so this is episode 314 of Football Americas. And on this special edition, Herc, of the show, we are going to be doing our wish list for the upcoming winter transfer window. We got a lot of names that we might like to see move uh, in the coming month or so from our neck of the woods here in CONCACAF. So uh, let's start off with the name at the top of our list. It is Giovanni Reina, the U.S. International at Dortmund. Where, Herc, do you want to see him go? All right, bear with me for a second. I want to see him go to Girona. I want to see him go to La Liga. Listen, Ooh. I know what you're thinking. Small team Girona, why would he want to go there? This isn't your ordinary small team by any means. I will get there. Michel has this team competing in La Liga, and he's got him playing an attractive brand of football that Giovanni uh, Reina can slide right into. Now, listen, there are two things about this that are tricky, that make it something that will, if he succeeds or if he does well, could be massive for him. But he'd have to compete against some big players. Savio, the 19-year-old Brazilian uh, out in the wing. Sisanko, the, the Ukrainian winger on the other side. Alex Garcia, if he wants to play in the central midfield. Uh, Yarel Herrera, if he wants to be uh, competing as a two-way midfielder as well. There's some stiff competition. But if you can play in Michel's system, if you can play in that attractive brand of football for this team, with resources unlike any other small team. Why? Because they are owned by City Group. This is where it gets interesting. If you can prove yourself in La Liga, a beautiful brand of football, a beautiful league for Giovanni Reina that I think best suits him, and have a place with potential European aspirations. Champions League today is what I'm thinking for Girona. But down the line, Girona is going to have resources unlike most teams in the world because of City Group. City Group is the key here. Why? You remember where Giovanni Reina's father, Claudio Reina, once played? That's right, Manchester City. The pre-Manchester City before money. It just makes perfect sense from a marketing standpoint for him to one day potentially, if he does well at the platform that Girona and La Liga gives him, to be at City. I think this is a beautiful match made in heaven, but he's got to make it work. The caveat here is if it doesn't work and that what, what that can mean to him, excuse me. But this is a great spot for a player that is in desperate need of some opportunities. You don't know very much been the surprise package of the season so far in La Liga. Usually surprise teams, they do it with a little defense and grit. These guys score more goals than anybody else. So I like that as a potential landing spot for Gio Reyna. It is, however, a difficult level there in La Liga. I might like a slightly easier landing spot for Gio Reyna, okay? I'm going to a place where he's actually been linked to just recently, and that's Ajax in the Eredivisie. Now, why Ajax? I know they were off to just an absolutely brutal start to the season, right? This team was mired at the bottom of the Eredivisie table. Total crisis. I get it. But since then, Herc, they've stabilized the club. They're in fifth place. 
uh, right around the top four, right around the fight for those European spots in the Eredivisie. So there's something to play for. And it's a league, man, that we know is wide open. When you're a player trying to resuscitate your career, as we have seen from Chucky Lozano, who ended up back in the Eredivisie after his time in Napoli and Serie A, this is the league when you got to get going where you want to be as an attacking player. Ajax is going to recover. There will be major opportunities there. They're in the league. They're in the Dutch Cup. They're in the Conference League. So there's plenty of game time there potentially for them. And Herc, you leave Dortmund. You go to Ajax. You're still at a big club. This is a club with a stadium 55,000. You know, this is pressure at Ajax and a place I would love to see Gio Reyna go. Let's not forget, he's only 21 years old. So a couple years in the Eredivisie, and then he gets a big move to a great place. He's still only 23. He's right on schedule. I like the Eredivisie for his next landing spot. I don't necessarily like the Eredivisie, but I wouldn't be so opposed to it. The correct team. I don't think Ajax is the correct team. I mean, you talked about where they started this season. Historically bad. That's right. Historically bad. Why? Because they can't keep assets. They can't keep sporting directors. It's one of the worst runs for Ajax in their history. I want Giovanni Reina to stay as far away from that train wreck mm. as possible. Massive club? Absolutely. If he has a good season, can they sell him off? Absolutely. But I don't know if that's asking for too much. All right. We disagree on where he should go, but we definitely agree that he needs to leave Borussia Dortmund, and the sooner, the better. Next on our list of winter transfer wishes. Santiago Jimenez, who's enjoying just a sensational second season at Feyenoord. Herc, he's been linked to the Premier League, La Liga, everywhere else. Where do you want to see him? Oh, you're going to like this one. I want to see him go to Tottenham Talkford. I want to see him go with Ange Postecoglou. And why? Part of it is Ange. Ange is a coach that most attacking players would love to play for. In a system that you're going to press, so you're going to need a forward or you need a offensive player with the ability to press and the speed once you get that to go in transition i could think a few better especially concaf players with that ability than santiago jimenez and what's best is i would seriously seriously take a chance on santi jimenez over what richarlison or this version mm. of richarlison offers you here's the great thing with santi jimenez we want big club that checks the box but I mm -hmm. want a club where he's gonna get drowned in what the name is. I don't want for for the sake of wanting a club like a Barcelona, Real Madrid, or Manchester United, or a Chelsea. I don't want just the name. I want big in name, big in platform, but the right opportunity. So it's big enough, but right enough. And I think this man in the Premier League and the right team could do some damage. Yeah, I like what you say there, and it's kind of down the line of what Shaka Hislop told us what he thought about Santiago Jimenez, right? That maybe that big move he wasn't quite ready for next, but somewhere in between. I know Shaka upset a lot of people when he said uh, Tottenham Hotspur weren't elite, but still, based on your logic, and they do play attractive football, uh, I don't think I would mind seeing Santiago Jimenez at Tottenham Hotspur. But I am, Perk, I am going to be a little bit of a fan here, okay? I want to see Santiago Jimenez at the biggest club possible and as soon as humanly possible. <clears throat> so I want to see him make the jump to Real Madrid, where, of course, uh, we've seen success before for Mexican forwards, uh, Hugo Sanchez, and then to a, a lesser degree down the road, Chicharito Hernandez. Why do I want to see Santiago Jimenez uh, at Real Madrid? I just think there's a need. I think there's a real honest need right now. Joselu is not the guy. 
They've had this injury crisis. There's an urgency there. And I would absolutely love, love, love to see him in La Liga. I think in a slightly different way than the Premier League, it's a better fit from a, a, a footballing perspective. Here's what I'm hearing, though, from some good friends in Europe, that the two that we've picked are not the most likely. The two I'm hearing are the most likely are Chelsea and Manchester United. And both of those dumpster fires, I got to say, I don't want Santiago Jimenez anywhere near. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I want him in two of the most toxic places in world football. It's big in stature, big in name, but big shoes to fill. And not many players have been able to fill those shoes at both those spots. So I want him to stay away. I don't know about Real Madrid. I don't know if that's asking mm. too much. What I will say is, if you're at a place like Real Madrid, if you're at a place like Madrid, you're going to have players who are always going to fight to be at the best team in the world. And what I mean by that is Enric is coming. The seven-year-old is going to be there soon. He's going to take a, a high priority for Carlo Ancelotti, whoever is there, and then the next one, and then Mbappe, and then this and that. It's always a place where they're nipping at your heels. And historically, CONCACAF players have not done well uh, in those type of settings. And, and also, players making the jump from the Eredivisie to a team like Real Madrid haven't really done that done that well, excuse me, historically. So I'd like him to stay away. Maybe there is a jump before that jump when it comes to Santi Jimenez. Yeah. Question with Santiago Jimenez, not just where will he go, but I think there, when will he go as well? Is Feyenoord really uh, ready to sell him here in the winter transfer window? Let's stick with CONCACAF number nines, but let's talk about a Canadian international, Jonathan David, currently at Lille uh, in League One. He's been linked to Italy, England, Spain, teams in all those leagues. What do you think would be the best fit for Jonathan David? Oh, so a while ago, if I would have said Atletico Madrid, which is where I want him to go, most people would have said, no, no, not with John Simeone and the way they, they defend, not with the way they don't attack, not with that structure, not with that death of football. Not today. Atletico Madrid today isn't that anti-football. If you would, Cholo Simeone has them playing a very attractive brand. Can you imagine him? I don't know, part-time with Morata, if you will, or playing off Morata, and then Griezmann right there, with how they attack in numbers, with how they press, with how they just defend the opposition. I can see Jonathan David and that long list of experience that he has. And this mm. is what I love about a player like Jonathan David. When we talk about Jonathan David, we don't need to say, well, the next jump, well, the next jump, because he's already done those next jumps. He went to Genk, he scored a, he scored a bunch of goals at Genk, Goes to Lille, becomes the all-time leading goal scorer at Lille, shows you he's ready for a bigger moment, shows you he's ready for a bigger platform. I think this is that bigger platform. There are players at Atleti that make me think a player like Jonathan David can be successful. I've got no doubt in Cholo Simeone's current system. And yes, oftentimes with the sacrifices one has to make for playing with Cholo Simeone, Jonathan David can do it and he can be successful. I think Atletico Madrid is a perfect place for him. You think he beats out Alvaro Morata? No, I think you can play with Alvaro Morata or off Alvaro Morata. That's the great thing about Cholo Simeone. Correa has played there. Uh, Memphis Depay has played there. Griezmann has often played uh, under that nine. There's di many different ways you can play there. And listen, with so many games going in, sometimes Jonathan David could be that nine for Morata. So Jonathan David then at Lille and looking to make a move. I'm going somewhere different for the Canadian international, Herc. 
I want to see him in the Premier League at Chelsea. At least that was my first thought when producer Beto first asked me this. I'm, I'm going to kind of change my answer as we, get, as we get going here. But my initial thought was Chelsea. Just big move. You, you can't say no to a club like Chelsea no matter how bad the situation is there. You get a manager like Mauricio Pochettino, who I got to think they're going to give some time to. Great person to learn from. So in that regard, I'm thinking, you're Jonathan David. You're in the French League. You want the best competition in the world. You want the Premier League. And Chelsea's a place where not only are you going to get that best competition, but I think there's a pretty straightforward path to playing time at a big club. And that's tough to find uh, for guys from our region. But then, Herc, I started thinking, and I started doing a little bit more research. And beyond Chelsea, I think there might be a better fit. And that's AC Milan. Not just because Jonathan David has been linked there a lot, and not just because Olivier Giroud is is old and long-term they're going to have to find a replacement there, but because we know he's going to have some great players around him. Rafael Leao, if he sticks around. Chukwese, if he sticks around. Christian Pulisic, if he sticks around, to provide service. So I think AC Milan, actually, based on the past interest and the players there right now, could also be a great landing spot for Jonathan David. I love AC Milan for Jonathan David. I think that's a realistic possibility. Listen, Jovic, that ex-player from Frankfurt that goes to Real Madrid, had his trouble at Real Madrid. He's the backup right now to Giroud. Nobody's moving Giroud, but Giroud is getting a little bit long in the tooth. So maybe you start thinking about the future. And the way this team is so scary in transition, I would love to see a situation with, in the center, Loftus-Cheek, on the right, a uh, Christian Pulisic, on the left, a uh, Rafa Leal, and up top at the ninth position, a Jonathan David. That could be scary, absolutely. Mm. What do you know? Maybe Jonathan David will be teaming up with both Christian Pulisic and Yunus Musa come next year with AC Milan. And a reminder, La Liga is available to you exclusively here on ESPN+. Plus. The action kicks off again next year, January 3rd. Real Madrid taking on Mallorca. Don't miss it here on ESPN+. Plus. All right, Herc, our winter transfer window wish list special continues here on Football Americas. But now we're going to go from players moving within Europe to players we might like to see make a move to Europe, maybe from Major League Soccer, maybe from Liga MX. So let's start, Herc, in MLS, where your career began. Uh, who do you want to see make the move from MLS to Europe in this winter transfer window? Duncan McGuire, come on down. This is my man from Orlando City SC, the forward, burst onto the scene, 13 goals, three assists for the young guy. I want a team to go to Gank. That's right, Belgium. Why Gank? Let me read you out some of the names, okay, that have been to Gank and gotten bigger and better. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Christian Benteke, your player at DC United now, uh, Courtois, uh, Koulibaly, Leon Bailey, and Jonathan David. Concentrate on the last two because they are CONCACAF figures, especially Jonathan David. Mm. Jonathan David started at Gank. Okay, scores a bunch of goals, makes them move to Leo. I think Duncan McGuire, because Orlando City does such a great job of finding these forwards, like they did Kyle Laren, like they did Daryl DK, and have been successful at Orlando City and then gone abroad and done their thing. I think Dar I think, excuse me, Duncan McGuire could be the next player to do that. So I love this move. Go to a league, but go to a team that's established. Don't go just go to Europe. Go to a team that's established and could be a platform to bigger and better. Not all of them are home run swings. Sometimes you need that right pat platform to prove that you're that right player for the next team. I think Duncan McGuire's got something. I think Gank could be a special place for him. Mm, very hipster pick. Not just Duncan McGuire, but Gank in the Belgian league. Uh, I like it, Herc. I would have thought maybe you would have uh, picked a more established MLS name, like a 
a Brandon Vasquez, a Miles Robinson, or a, or a younger guy maybe we've seen with the national team, John Tolkien, Jalen Neal are a couple names that come to mind. Uh, but McGuire is a goal scorer, and we know those are the guys that get the they get the the big money moves. What kind of transfer fee you think we're looking at for Duncan McGuire? I don't know about the transfer fee, especially because we're in Belgium. I don't think they're going to cop up big dollars. But I will say this is a calculated pick. I'm thinking U.S. men's national team down the road. What's mm. on the horizon for the U.S. men's national team? Do you say? Well, I don't know. The Olympic Games. I do think this is a player that has a good opportunity to go to the Olympic Games and maybe use that as a platform for bigger and better. Listen, Orlando City, they're, they're, they're very smart. They're intelligent and they're calculated about how they go about things with their nines. If they see something in a nine, I want to see something in a nine. I believe in that nine. So regardless of the transfer fee, a team like Genk may be a hipster choice. A player like Duncan McGuire may be a hipster choice, but this is calculated. This is future U.S. men's national team related. Mm. Duncan McGuire, also the uh, pride of the college game, played his uh, collegiate ball at Creighton. So not always you get an NCAA guy with a potential move over to the European theater. Let's go from MLS Herc to Liga MX, where there are sadly much fewer options to choose from in terms of players to make the move to Europe, especially when you're thinking about guys that are tied to the Mexican national team. But I'm going with a guy who has burst onto the scene for L3 in the last few months, and that's Cesar Huerta, Chino Huerta of Pumas. And where do I want him to see? Boy, I am swinging for the fences. I want to see him go to the Bundesliga and the team that right now is sitting at the top of the Bundesliga. Fire Leverkusen. Now, I know what you're saying. Chino Huerta, to make the jump from Pumas to Leverkusen, it's a big jump. Fair play. Fair play. But this is a player who has, in the last few months, burst onto the scene. Mexico does not have very many attacking players of this, how do I say, profile. Young guys bursting onto the national team scene with an opportunity to make the move to Europe. He's 23 years old. There's probably a more realistic halfway point, right? Maybe somewhere in the Eredivisie. But this is a guy that if Mexican soccer is serious about moving its top talents to Europe, in a respectable time frame where they can truly do something with their career. Chino Huerta is a guy who has to move. He's got to move sooner rather than later. And I want to see them try to send him somewhere great. Maybe it's not Bayer Leverkusen. Maybe it's the Bundesliga and another club. But I think the German League would be a great fit for this very talented Herc attacking player from you, Mexico. You really swung for the fences here, didn't you? You want him to go to it's my wish list. Leverkusen. It's my wish list. Would they, would they coach like Xavi Alonso. Here's the problem with Cesar Huerta, who I think has intangibles that, you're right, mm -hmm. not most Mexican players have. Very good on the 1v1, very good being vertical with the ball at his foot or into space. He draws a lot of attention, and he's got some goals. Here's the problem. Cesar Huerta plays for one team, Chino FC. He plays for Cesar Huerta and Cesar Huerta only. At the highest level, if you're that predictable, it's going to be very, very easy to contain. I think he needs that next platform to rough or to smooth out those rough edges, polish the type of player he can be, because I don't think he is there yet. We've seen it at the international level. When the competition gets stiffer, Cesar Huerta, he's not there yet. Doesn't mean he can't be there yet, but definitely the Bundesliga and to a team like Bayern Leverkusen is an extreme jump. I like the shot about the Eddie Divisi. I think this is a player that could do very well in a platform like that, or even a Belgium league. I do think mm. there is a jump before one of the top five leagues for Cesar Huerta.
There was a time when the Bundesliga was a happy hunting ground for uh, for Mexican players, but it would be a market step up. Herc, there's a couple other guys that were kind of in my consideration here. Uh, one is a guy that plays for Club America, Kevin Alvarez. I know I know he made the big money move, but that's still a, a young, talented player in the national team pool that I think could eventually make the move to Europe. Certainly there was some interest before. And the other one that's obvious to me is uh, Chiquito Sanchez. Uh, this is another guy who in the last few months or so really in the year since the World Cup has made himself a valuable part of the Mexican national team. And there have been, Herc, for him, very serious links to the Eredivisie, a league I think he would have a lot of success in. Well, you know, it being uh, that serious link with Dennis Teclose, who knows Mexican football very well. Listen, he's a very talented player, and that could be a very good place for him. You mentioned Kevin Alvarez. Kevin Alvarez is, for me, the Mexican Serginho Death. He's a player that it's must-watch TV going forward, but has his tactical and... Uh, defensive limitations if you will so the right league is going to be key for a kevin alvarez and also that right league is going to have to top up some change the Club america did that's an 11 million dollar transfer right there for right back so i don't know too many leagues or too many platforms that can take that chance on a player with very little international experience mexican teams willing to spend are they willing to sell that's going to be a big question for a lot of these players as they look to make the move from liga mekis to europe Speaking of guys, Herc, who have made the move from Liga Mekis to Europe and done so with extreme success. Few examples better than Javier Chicharito Hernandez. However, we know he is out of contract with the LA Galaxy. He's 35 years old. Where do you think he should go next? Just hear me out for a second, okay? Because I know you, Seb. I know, I know Sebby's going to go crazy here when I mention this. Uh, I want to see Javier Hernandez stay in Major League Soccer. And I want to see him go with the Houston Dynamo. Let me tell you why it makes sense for Javier Hernandez, okay? First off, Javier Hernandez wants to stay in Major League Soccer. He's made that very, very evident. There are a lot of markets that I think could open the doors to Javier Hernandez. Chicharito is a known commodity. But very few markets like Houston, a team that's been underperforming from the market standpoint since I don't even know how long. When Hector Herrera was signed by Houston, I had a friend, a very close and dear friend to me, that said Hector Herrera would put people in the stand. But Butts in the seats. seats. That wasn't the case. That was not the case. Maybe one game, a playoff game, was the highlight of Hector Herrera putting butts in seats. Hector Hernandez is a very good player, but he's not that marquee market player. Does 35-year-old Chicharito Hernandez put Javier butts in seats? Hernandez is. He is a must-see for any Mexican national fan. Still. In a market, yeah. In a market like Houston, he will put butts mm. in seats. And here's the thing. A healthy Javier Hernandez, a healthy Chicharito, with this version of the Houston Dynamo under Ben Olsen, who made Corey Baird, who made him an irregular out-and-out starter and gold for a throw will do wonders with Hector Herrera right behind him, who played some very beautiful football last year, who was only beat on assist by Thiago Almada. Yes, the World Cup winner, Thiago Almada. And Carrasquilla next to him. And the way they press, the way they go up the flank, the offensive opportunities that they create, Javier Hernandez could feast if he is healthy. This just makes sense on all fronts. It makes sense because he wants to stay in Major League Soccer. It makes sense because he could be in a team that could supply and service him. And it makes sense because Houston needs him. They need a player like Javier Hernandez in that market. I think this is where he should go. To be clear, though, he's taking a big pay cut, right? If he goes to Houston, he's not getting DP money anymore. 
well, depends what DP money is, right? Because there's DP money where you make over 1.8, you're a DP, and there's DP money where you're mm -hmm. Lorenzo Insigne and you're making close to, I don't know, 10, 11 million. Would you there's give, would you give this Chicharito money. a multi-million dollar deal if you were the Houston Dynamo? Would I give him a multi-million dollar deal? I would, mm -hmm. if I was Pat Onstad, who's a very intelligent and accomplished person, I would make it incentive-based where you can get to that multi-million dollar deal if you mm. hit certain escalators. If you don't, what can you expect? I think it needs to go both ways when you talk Javier Hernandez and Major League Soccer. It's give and take because Major League Soccer is going to get a lot. Oh, yeah. They'll get their share in marketing. They'll get their share in, in endorsements and whatnot in the corporate side. <laughs> but Javier Hernandez needs to put his share on, on the field. And, and for both sides to, to be happy, there needs to be a happy medium. I love your perspective, Herc, because it's definitely the perspective of someone who has been through tense contract negotiations. I can tell it there in your voice. For me, I'm tugging at the heartstrings here, specifically the heartstrings of our good friend and colleague, producer Beto, who is, if nothing else, a diehard Chivas fan. And so I'm saying Chicharito should go home, should complete the circle, should end his career where it truly began at Chivas. Herc, tell me this is not the perfect final chapter for a book. What kind of book are we talking about here? Because listen, it's not exactly peaches and cream and roses when it comes to Chicharito and, and the Mexican press and just the Mexican fan base. Oh, he would be so beloved great. at Chivas. Are you kidding Hold me? On. Hold on, you're beloved and you're not. And when you are not, it is something to behold. Now you said you wanted to tug at the heartstrings of producer Beto. Mr. Beto don't want Chicharito. You want to know why? Because he wants a successful Chivas team. And I don't think producer Beto and a majority of Chivas fans think that Javier Hernandez today is that answer or or, or the the solve all, the be all solve all and end all to Chivas' problems. I think it goes much deeper than that. What I will say is nostalgically, yeah, you're right. Like where it all happened, he won a goal scoring title in 2010 before he goes to Manchester United. This is where it all started. He's the last, like, real massive figure for Chivas. It makes a lot of sense. I just mm -hmm. think the Chivas fan right now is, is over that. And producer Beto, correct me if I'm wrong. Are you over this, or do you still want that nostalgic signing? He says, we want Vela. We want that. Could you imagine Chicharito and Vela going back to Chivas? Or not, now you got a team that could compete for Liga Mekis titles. Come on. You can't put both of them. Come on, no. I think, look, listen, we'll get to it because they, they are going to have a new coach and a new system. They got to go back to, to what worked when, when they had the opportunity to go to the final. They were dynamic. They were fast. They were very difficult to play against. It was about the group. There, wasn't, there was no leading goal scorer. There was no playmaker. It, it oftentimes wasn't pretty, and their best player was that Joaquin Jimenez, the goalkeeper, but it was effective. Then you go back to that type of mentality because I'll tell you what, getting a player like Chicharito Hernandez and his prime, it's going to be difficult. Getting a player like mm -hmm. Carlos Vela at his prime will be difficult. So now you're going to get the later years of those players. Wow. What a story it would be if we started the next Liga Meki season with a Chivas team that had not just Javier Chicharito Hernandez in it, but Carlos Vela as well. I'm not saying. I'm just saying what a story it would be. All right, Herka, that'll do it for this very special edition of Football Americas, episode 314, our winter transfer window wish list 
is complete. We will be back for our next holiday special, which, Herc, is something you will love. The top 50 goals of 2023. That's what awaits on the next edition of Football Americas.